BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. As you know, I've gotten really into cooking, but it's hard sometimes to come up with the recipes myself and I get bored with my go-to meals. And that's why I'm really excited to introduce you to Green Chef. Their expert chefs curate every recipe and they offer 30 meal choices every week, over 30 meal choices. And there's a lot of flexibility to switch your plan and you don't have to sacrifice on taste for nutrition. It's seriously just like I'm eating at a restaurant, but I made it myself. I also learn so much from Green Chef because there's these awesome tools and techniques that I otherwise wouldn't have known. Green Chef has a meal plan for every healthy lifestyle, keto, paleo, plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to have a delicious but balanced dish. There are so many nutritious recipes to choose from each week. It's perfect for my whole family. My husband and my son love it. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit, so you can enjoy hand-picked organic veggies and premium proteins without having to worry about where they come from. Right now, I'm enjoying the plant-based powered meal plan. It's made with hummus-topped root veggie bowl. It's like the most delicious thing on the planet. And it was super easy to make. I whipped it up in under 30 minutes, which is super important to me because I am a busy woman. So go to greenchef.com slash Gabby125 and use code Gabby125 and get $125 off, including free shipping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. So go to greenchef.com, G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F.com slash Gabby125 and use the code Gabby125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. This podcast is a big one. Big one. Big, big, big one. One that is going to leave you with the ability to make yourself feel good in less than five seconds. Take that in. It's a good one. I sat down with my really good friend, Mel Robbins, one of the most booked speakers in the world. And it's no wonder why. She has this really incredible knack of developing methods that will change your life. And she does such a beautiful job of just demystifying these methods and keeping them so simple so that you can create that change instantly. Her best-selling book, The Five-Second Rule, is an international phenomenon. Her brand new book, The High Five Habit, is speaking a worldwide movement of self-love, self-confidence, and empowerment. Allowing ourselves to celebrate the good stuff is actually something that we really struggle with, and that's a big theme that came up on today's Big Talk with Mel. It was a big one because we really need to begin to lean into that appreciation, lean into that celebration of all that we are and all that we've done and all that we have become. And in this episode, we talk about such big, important topics. We talk about how to shift your perspective to turn anxiety into excitement. I share my awesome method for feeling empowered and authentic every day. How a simple morning routine can silence your inner critic. We talk about the sneaky habit that leads to self-rejection and doubt. And so many of us do this thing without even realizing it. We talk about why regulating your nervous system is key to changing how you see yourself. And Mel shares a beautiful story about how she smoothed out her nervous system. 
so gorgeous. Mel and I also get really candid about our own shared history of trauma, which we talk a lot about on the show. We really bring up the topic of trauma very openly and fearlessly and shamelessly here. And Mel and I go there. We just go there. And we talk about how we rewrote our own narratives for enduring deep, debilitating pain and how we've changed those stories to change our lives. And you'll learn in this show and feel empowered by this show to rewrite your own story too. In this episode, we're going to lay out the path to guide you home to yourself. And we're also going to give you some suggestions on how you can give yourself lots of daily high fives. If you love this episode and want to spread the love, write a review on Apple. Share your experience. Let us know how you feel about it. And I can't wait for you to experience this specific episode because it goes deep and it's also very empowering and it gives you that quick, easy to practice method for transforming the voice of your inner critic into the voice of confidence and empowerment. Gabby, has this ever happened to you? You need to see a doctor. You search and find one that looks good. You wait on hold to book the appointment. You rearrange your schedule. And when you finally go in, you find out that this doctor doesn't even take your insurance. Ugh, are you serious? This is the most annoying situation. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, a dermatologist, a psychiatrist, an eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc slash Gabby and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. Go to zocdoc.com slash G-A-B-B-Y. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Make things easier on yourself and try it out. I use it and it really helps my day-to-day lifestyle because I'm not waiting on a line holding, trying to figure out what's next. Go to ZocDoc slash Gabby and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. I am here with someone who I feel I know. We we both were just like, wait, we haven't officially met? I don't think. But I feel I know you. You've been so generous to me in my work and just as a person. And you're also someone who I really adore online. You just give me those nuggets of wisdom when I need them. I know I can rely on you, Mel Robbins. Thank you for being with me on Dear Gabby. (laughs) Well, Dear Gabby, thank you for having me. And on your book launch day, like I know how major that is. This is like back to back book business today. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I was saying to uh, everybody, it actually reminds me of my wedding day. Great. Okay, cool. Tell me why. Well, I remember I celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary this year. But I can remember that day like we all can, you know, like it was yesterday. And I woke up in my childhood bedroom in Western Michigan and I had this huge wave of anxiety. And it was this wave of anxiety that I sort of sat with for a while. And I asked myself, what is it that I'm nervous about? I know that Chris is the person who I'm meant to do life with. I love everybody that's coming. I'm not the least bit concerned about anything. What is it? And I remember the wave being that I realized that this would be one of those moments that was a line in the sand of my life. There would be a before and an after. And I started to feel sort of heavy and profound and nostalgic and, you know, kind of those things that can happen on birthdays or as your kids get older every year, I feel the same thing. Like, how is time moving so quickly? How is this already here? And then I looked out the window and my father, because I got married at my, the house I grew up in, was no kidding, walking up the driveway. And he had a seven foot wooden sculpture that was the tackiest thing I had ever seen. There were these sort of bird sculptures that our parents in the 70s had that would bob that I don't know what that he had like a huge, ugly thing 
that he had decided he would wrestle up the driveway to put at the end of the driveway and tie balloons to. Oh, to welcome everyone to, to welcome your wedding. Everybody. To welcome everyone. Wonderful. <laughs> so, which was not part of the plan right. or the color palette or any of that right. stuff. And I just laughed out loud of the absurdity of the whole thing. And then mm. the moment passed. And this morning, I woke up with the same kind of feeling. Mm. And it was interesting because this book in particular, it was born out of a massive change in my life. And yesterday I had this very God, spiritual, divine moment where, you know, the we're going to talk a lot about the high five habit, but, you know, we all know that moment when the pandemic hit and your life turned upside down and mine uh, turned upside down, a chapter closed on March 10th, 2020. I was taping a daytime talk show. It had always been my dream as a little girl to right. be a daytime talk show host. Right. And we were on episode number 167 at the CBS Broadcast Center here in New York City. And somebody walked into the control room and said, we found COVID in the building. You have five minutes to evacuate. Mm. And that mm. was it. And my whole life turned upside down. Had it not been for that, I never would have discovered the high five habit. I never would be sitting here with you talking about it. This phenomenon that's already spreading online that is helping people learn how to empower themselves, love themselves would not be happening. But at the moment, you know, like all those moments in life when life punches you in the face and somebody says, I don't love you, I want a divorce, you know, like all those moments that we've, that so many of us have felt in our lives or, you know, I, you lose your house or you lose your job or whatever it may be, that line in the sand where you know your life is never going to be the same again. It was that moment for me. And last night I was sitting in a restaurant with my daughter and my husband who are here with me in New York to celebrate book launch day. And my daughter looked at me and said, do you realize how profound today was? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, today you went to the CBS Broadcast Center mm. to your old studio mm. where Dr. Oz is now taping. Mm -hmm. And you went there and taped an entire show on the High Five Habit Mom. Mm -hmm. And the place where your last chapter ended is the same place where the new one is beginning. Wise daughter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So this is a day of what is to come. This is your after day, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm happy to be with you in this moment. Well, I, I think given your ability to channel and your kind of your power in holding space, a spiritual space, there is no question that you would be the one I'd be doing the podcast interview that I'm doing today with. The day of interview. Yeah. The, the day, day of, of The day of your new life. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. I want to acknowledge so much of what you just said because those moments where we feel anxiety, sometimes it's anxiety, but it's actually masked as this really serious excitement for what's to come. Yeah. And I notice for myself, there is so much resistance to wanting to surrender to the excitement and to the belief right. that it's all unfolding that I think that so many of us, whether you've spent a lifetime doing it or you feel yourself gripping because of what we've all been surviving for the last 18 months so that everybody's nervous system is in a state of alert and fight or flight right now and everybody feels dysregulated. Yep. And I notice even as like one thing after another happens today, like everything that I set an intention to do, everything that I've worked tirelessly to have happen. It's all starting to unfold. And I still feel that fear inside me mm. around letting go and believing that it's actually happening. Mm. What, what, so you have a fear of letting go and believing that this is truly unfolding for you. Yeah. Oh, Mel, let's kick that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And let's I like, have, I'm high-fiving it out have, of my system. It's yeah. unworthiness, dude. That's it's, what it is. It is. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. Okay. I'm not worthy of this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm not even going to allow myself to believe that this truly is happening. It's magical. Like I, we are about to hit number one on Amazon mm -hmm. in the world. We are mm -hmm. number one in Canada. We, and it's not even about the number ones. For me, it's, this book is about something so much bigger. Mm -hmm. It is about giving people the ability to flip a switch inside themselves and let the light back in. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's why it's spreading. Like the book is just a vehicle 
right. for somebody to look themselves in the mirror and realize just how long they have been either ignoring themselves or criticizing themselves or betting against themselves or betraying themselves. And the process of coming back home to yourself is not only amazing, but it does make you feel like, wow, I can't believe how long I have been just unwilling to support myself, to love myself, to believe in myself, to believe that people want to help me, to ask for support, how long I went at it alone. Yeah. How long I would look at somebody like you and be like, she's got the coolest friends. I'm not in their club. She's way smarter than me. Like literally. Right. A narrative that is, that is, by the way, keeping me from reaching out and going, we should hang out sometime. Totally. Uh, The stories that we tell ourselves that Mm -hmm. isolate us from the things that we want. Yeah. It's just confounding. Have you guys tried Array yet? Array creates targeted natural supplements that work. They are naturopathic doctor approved. With accurate dosing, Array's alchemy capsules solve everyday problems that women constantly deal with. You know what I mean, bloat, anxiety, et cetera. We all have it. And that stuff comes up every girl's brunch. We're always sitting there talking about all the bloating and whatever we're dealing with. This is a wellness product for women who have a lot on their plate, but don't want to compromise how they feel. The bloat capsules are versatile because you can take them anytime, whether you've had a plant-based meal or something heavier like a pizza or pasta. It optimizes digestion, which is a huge priority for me in my life. And they use five herbs and fruit-based digestive enzymes, and it's completely laxative-free, so you don't go running to the bathroom in the morning. Array was created to help women feel the best so they can be their best. Their products are 100% natural, filler-free, and organic. And the best part? All of their products work in under an hour, so you actually feel the results. Plus, Array's products are super chic, so they look great in your beauty shelf or bag. They also have this really fun blog on their site that you can go check out. Go to Array.com and use the code Gabby at checkout for 10% off of one-time purchases or 25% off first month on subscription. So head to ARRAE.com and use the code G-A-B-B-Y at checkout for 10% off of one-time purchases or 25% off first month on subscription. One of my habits for feeling more empowered in who I am is to be the non-judgmental witness of the parts of myself that have more to reveal. Mm. And I always believe that when we notice those feelings of unworthiness or triggers or any part of us that wants to be protective, that it's really a beautiful moment to just decide that there's more that we can do to shine the crystal of who we are. And so I really appreciate you here standing in the truth of this book and living and walking your talk and then in the same breath saying, yeah, and I'm still feeling some unworthiness. Totally. I realize that some of the things that I've wanted the most in my life, whether it's community or collaborating with people, or I have literally held myself back from reaching out to people or for like really creating relationships. And I can see it in friendships too. Yeah. That I'm so quick to just take my like stuff and go into the corner and be like, okay, it's literally this moment. I remember being in, I must've been a sophomore in high school and I was on the varsity tennis team. And I remember the upperclassmen having a sleepover and there were a bunch of us who were sophomores and I was the one sophomore who was not invited. And it just kind of hit that button and that neuropathway programming that was literally like you've done something wrong. Totally. And I feel like for a long time, that is the reality that I have allowed myself to live in. And when you tell yourself that kind of story, as you talk about all the time in your work, it starts to create its own reality. And giving yourself permission to believe that you are not only worthy, but that you also deserve to be loved and to be supported and to be yourself, your full self. Hmm. And so honestly, like you're, you also, I'll, I'll say one other thing. You also remarked when I walked in at how amazing I look. You look really good. Yeah. <laughs> you look really good. And I'm going to be 53 this year. And 
Lewis House said the same thing. Trent Shelton said the same thing. Jay Shetty said the same thing when I saw him a couple days ago, all friends of ours. And what I've realized is that what you're seeing is the light. Mm -hmm. And the high five habit, I am not kidding, practicing this for more than a year now, every morning, starting by staring at the woman I see in the mirror, being with her for a minute, asking myself, what does she need from me? And then sealing it with this high five before I walk into my day. It has literally silenced that critic. Like there are moments that I feel my humanity. There are moments like this that I feel like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? Are all these people like you really showing up? Is the world showing up? Are people really getting this mm. as the messages are rolling in from people around the world about the impact of this thing? Right. So I have moments where I'm overwhelmed. But after a year of doing this, I actually don't even have to anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you don't even feel, it's sort of ingrained. It's ingrained. I, I when get I that. see myself in the mirror, it doesn't even occur to me right. to criticize myself. Right. Because I don't even see a face or a body. I see a soul. Beautiful. So the habit, it's looking in the mirror and you're saying, what do you need right now? Well, the habit's like even cooler than that because you don't even have to say anything. So the reason why this works, and I want you to do it after you brush your teeth every morning. Okay. And so you're going to go into the bathroom and you're going to, you know, be brushing your teeth. And there is this disgusting, ugly habit that everybody has that I want to kick the door wide open mm. on. And it is a habit of either ignoring the human being mm. that you see in the mirror 91% yep. of women don't like how they look. 50% of human beings yep. are uncomfortable looking at themselves in the mirror. And so ignoring yourself is a habit of self-rejection. Okay. The other thing that you may be doing is you stand in front of the mirror and you pick apart the things that you need to fix or that you don't like or that you want to change. And it's a habit. You don't even realize you're doing it. That's how this actually began for me. Mm. It was an extraordinarily low moment in April of 2020. And I woke up and just felt this weight of the world on my shoulders with every speech that had canceled because of the pandemic and the dream job, you know, getting fired from basically my dream job and feeling like, are you fucking kidding me? I have to fucking reinvent my life again. Mm. Mm. I, this is how my story goes. I claw our way out of a million dollars in debt after my husband's, you know, restaurant business doesn't work. I fight tooth and nail for everything. I reinvent myself. I put, like, what? I'm losing it all again? How am I going to pay my employees? How am I going to get my daughters whose college experience just imploded uh, through this? And they're having anxiety and anger. And I can't handle this. I'm not, re like, I, that's the state I was in. Right. So I get out of bed. I drag myself to the bathroom. I catch a glimpse in the mirror. And Gabby, the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, you look like hell. Mm. Mm. And I started picking apart the dark circles and the saggy neck and everything I didn't like. And then, of course, once you go there, your mind immediately stays negative. And so now I'm like, why did you get up so late? And you got a Zoom call in eight minutes and you haven't walked the dog yet. And I'm like, boom. And that's how almost everybody starts their day by pile driving themselves into the ground. Yeah. And yeah. so what's interesting about that moment is if you had walked into the bathroom, I would have been able to say, Gabby, listen, this is terrible. You're right. You don't deserve this. You don't. It's not fair. But if anybody can handle this, it's you. Mm. I would have been able to lift you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in that moment, I couldn't think of a thing to say, Gabby. Right. And the other thing is I wouldn't have believed it because from a vibrational standpoint, you know, you talk about energy all the time. My energy was in the toilet. Mm. So words of affirmation, a pep talk ain't working. Of course. Yeah. I don't know what came over me, but for whatever reason, standing there in my underwear, I just raised my hand to the woman in the mirror because it looked like she needed a high five. Yeah. And... That first morning, it wasn't like, you know, the heavens opened, the angels sang. It wasn't like a, oh my God moment, but there was something that shifted. It was weird. Like I felt this like energy shift. Yep. 
And my mind kind of shut off for a minute. And then I cracked a smile and laughed because it is so cheesy, the idea that you're going to actually stand in your bathroom and high five. I mean, who? Come on. Seriously? Nothing's cheesy for me, but yeah, okay. But, you know, I mean, still. We're sitting, yeah, like, I, it just, and so I go on with my day, but it was the second morning where the spiritual divine nature of this cracked wide open. Beautiful. Yeah. So I woke up that second morning, same overwhelm, same lack of energy, feeling defeated by life. I, five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. I make my bed so I don't crawl back into it. I start walking to the bathroom and... I realized I was feeling something that I had never experienced in my entire adult life. And it was this, you know, when you are about to go into a cafe and you're going to have a cup of tea with a friend that you just love. Yeah. What do you feel? You're so excited. It's so fun. I mean, I feel that so deeply right now because I've been missing my friends so much. Yep. It's so thrilling. <laughs> yeah. I felt that about seeing myself. That's gorgeous. I love that you just said that. Nice. I've never experienced mm -hmm. looking forward or feeling excited mm. about seeing the human being, Mel Robbins. Mm. I've looked forward to seeing my outfit mm -hmm. or my haircut or a new color of eyeshadow, but seeing the human being, mm. never. So as I round the corner and walk into the bathroom and I start brushing my teeth, the kind of profound nature of what was unfolding hit me. And I realized something I've never realized before. There are two human beings in the bathroom with you every morning. There's you and there's a human being in the mirror, your soul, your spirit, and she needs you. She is trying really hard. And she's doing her best. And she has been waiting for you to wake the hell up and see her and stop criticizing her and stop focusing on what's going wrong and start reminding her of all the things that are going right, to have her back, to cheer for her. And I put my toothbrush down and I had just the day before read this piece of research because I was scrambling to figure out how the hell am I going to keep my team motivated oh. through this, right? Yeah. And I stumbled upon this new research that came out of Harvard that says that if you spend less than a minute in the morning as a leader, just reflecting on how you're going to show up today at work, it changes your focus, your level of productivity. It changes how you show up. It changes the impact that you can make. Hmm. And since I had just read it, for whatever reason in my mind, something clicked and I thought, well, why don't I actually apply that to myself? And so I asked myself this question that I'd never asked myself before, which is, who do I need to be for her today? And I thought, you need to be more optimistic. You need to be kinder. Hmm. You need to laugh a little bit more today. And as I raised my hand, I realized I was like making a promise hmm. and sealing it with this high five. Right. And that's how it all began. And so back to your question about how you do it, it's very simple. I want you to do it right after you brush your teeth. And there's a couple reasons for this. Number one, when we stack a new habit, as you talk about too, it's easier for your brain to pair a new habit with an old one. Right. Second reason why is because this is a moment based on research before you leave your bathroom in this morning ritual that is one of your greatest chances to be able to focus at any point in the day. Cool. And so I want you to use it for yourself. Cool. And it's a way to put yourself first. The third reason why I want you to do it then is because it makes sense. You've just brushed all the crap out of your mouth so you don't spread nasty breath on everybody. Let's just brush all the crap out of your mind, body, and spirit, right? So you're not bringing that into your day. And so you're going to experience a couple things when you do this the first time. Number one, it will absolutely feel weird because right now you do the opposite of a high five. You criticize or ignore yourself. And so, you know, just like I write with my right hand, if I suddenly have to write with my left, it feels weird. So expect it to feel weird. That's okay. You're going to do it anyway. The second thing I want you to realize is there's only two reactions to this. Only two. It's either wildly positive and you're going to laugh out loud because it feels kind of cheesy, but you are laughing for a physiological reason. And I'll explain that in a minute. Or you're going to burst into tears in a very positive way. Mm. And that is a sign of a massive emotional release. Yeah. 
because it feels so good. It's like a, it's like having a spiritual awakening. Returning to yourself. Correct. Correct. But the more likely, although I don't know that this is going to be true for your audience, but the more likely reaction, and this is the more common one, is that you will resist this profoundly. Oh, yeah. And the resistance is so sad because what the resistance is, is the resistance is a lifetime of self-judgment and self-rejection. See, every morning when you're standing in the bathroom with this person in the mirror, you drag your entire past in the bathroom with you. And if you have experienced trauma or abuse or neglect or abandonment or tremendous pain or anything that's been done to you, too many of you look at that and you think it's evidence that proves that you're damaged or unworthy or any of that stuff. And so you see a human being in a mirror that doesn't deserve a high five because of those things. You think you're a piece of shit. That was my my trauma storyline for decades. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you think you're a piece of shit, why on earth would you raise your hand and high five that person? Hmm. And But also, how could you even relate to that person? Because you don't even, you've become so disassociated from that person. Yes. Right. And, you know, this aligns with everything you say. If you can drag yourself into a bathroom in spite of all that stuff that you've survived and you're still breathing and you're still trying to do a little bit better, you not only deserve a high five, you need one to heal. Right. And one of the reasons why the high five works, and you don't have to say a fucking thing, you can stand there and say, I'm, and think I'm a piece of shit. And you can stand there and feel the resistance to this. As you start to raise your hand, the science takes over and does all the work for you. And here's what happens. So when you give somebody a high five, Gabby, or you've received one, what does the gesture itself communicate to you? Connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connection. It can say, I believe joy. you. Joy. I celebrate you. I love you. I see you. Keep going. You got this. It is literally a way to tell another human being that you have their back, that yeah. you believe in them, that you're yeah. encouraging them. You have never high-fived somebody in your life and thought, I hate you. Mm. I hope you lose. Mm. I'm rooting against you. And so when you go to raise your hand to your own reflection, even if you think you're a piece of shit, your mind goes quiet. And all of the programming associated with high-fiving other people gets married to your own reflection. Yeah. Through the physical action of high-fiving yourself, you are interrupting old patterns of identity and thinking and reprogramming all the new ones based on what a high-five means. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or something preventing you from achieving your goals? Or perhaps you just need someone to talk to about an issue that's bothering you? Therapy is something that has saved my life and I want to highly recommend it today. My therapist is there for me in the darkest moments, and I rely on that relationship as a way to move through the difficult circumstances in life so that I can really feel I am supported every step of the way. BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist that you can start communicating with in under 48 hours, which is amazing. This is so unheard of. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, or I love that you can also send a message to a counselor anytime. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect in a safe and private online environment. I like that because I don't have to sit in a waiting room waiting for something. I don't have to go commute somewhere. I can see my therapist right from the comfort of my home, and it makes opening up a lot easier for me. I actually really mean that. Sometimes it's easier to be vulnerable when you're looking at a screen rather than in the same room with somebody. I've actually found a lot of value in that. It's so convenient that you can start communicating with someone in under 48 hours. Best of all, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. They have licensed counselors who are specialized for depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, LGBTQ matters, self-esteem, and so much more. BetterHelp is professional, affordable, convenient, and anything you share is confidential. There are also some great testimonials posted daily on their site so you can learn even more about other experiences with BetterHelp. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Dear Gabby. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. 
Again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Dear Gabby, D-E-A-R-G-A-B-B-Y. This is actually one of the things I love most about you as a teacher is how simple you make things. And that's actually one of the reasons why I, I love the 12 steps. It's like, you know, keep it simple, stupid. And there's that concept in, in AA of, of act as if. Yeah. Act as if. That sometimes if you just show up and act as if, that can start to reprogram your thinking. And that that's enough for today. That's yes, enough for today. That's all you need. I want you to send yourself into the game of life. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. That today you have your own back. Mm-hmm. Today is going to be an okay day. Today you can face things. In fact, it's interesting that you bring up AA because we got a note three days ago, book wasn't even out, from a woman saying I was in a church basement at an AA meeting and somebody stood up and said to the 43 people there, I am sober still because I'm doing the high five every morning in the mirror. And it is teaching me that despite all the shit that I regret, I can forgive myself I can support myself to move forward. I'm seeing the good in me and y'all need to start doing this because what is powerful about this is you don't have to say anything. You can still have a mountain of regrets and shame. Like let's take my husband, for example, you know, because the other thing that people do is you bring in with you everything that you've done that you regret about your life. And we've all got that too, whether you cheated or you lied or you had an addiction or you hurt somebody or hurt yourself or you squandered opportunity, all shit you just did while you were trying to survive, all stuff that you would forgive Gabby or Mel Robbins for, but you will not forgive yourself for because you don't know how. And so when you start to raise your hand to your reflection, it doesn't wipe away what happened. It says, I get it. Mm -hmm. I see you Mm -hmm. and I still love you and I'm still going to support you, which starts to encode you with an identity that you actually deserve to heal. You deserve to move on. You deserve and you feel understood by yourself that you were just doing what you could because that's all you knew to do. You know, my husband, for example, when the restaurant business went under, it was interesting to watch it happen because his business partner could leave the business and go, hey, I'm proud of what we did. Like we worked our tails off for seven years. We built a beautiful brand. You know, did we return the profit that we wanted to for our investors? No but I'm still proud of what we did. My husband could not do that. He left that business and said, it failed. I'm a failure. And for seven years, he looked himself in the mirror and saw a failure and struggled profoundly with depression. And when I first started doing the high five thing, and I'm like, I actually think you should try this. He's like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Now, this coming from a guy who is a Buddhist meditation instructor, Mm. a certified yoga instructor, the founder of a men's retreat called Soul. He still resisted this. He's, of course. Yeah. Because he hated himself. Right. It was a habit to judge himself. And it didn't matter that I thought he was amazing. It didn't matter that our kids think that he is the best dad in the world because his lens that he viewed himself through was all past based. And he started thinking it was stupid. Because, of course, for seven years, he's told himself he's a failure. He doesn't deserve to be happy. He screwed everything up. He hasn't provided for his family. And so, yeah, you will resist this when you first start doing it. If you used to or you you still are beating the hell out of yourself like Gabby and I have or like my husband has. But keep doing Just do it for five days because that's about how long it takes if you've got a lot of resistance to it to really start to feel something shift. And what shifts is fascinating. So first of all, you know, what you're going to realize is that you can't think I'm a piece of shit as your hand is raising to the mirror. It's impossible because your brain won't allow it. The programming is already in your mind. You're not going to fight against it. It's just going to work for you. The second thing that you're going to notice is despite resisting it, you have an immediate boost in your mood. And I was just on television with Dr. Daniel Amen, who I know is also somebody that you know and respect and adore. And he was saying, well, Mel, the reason why you you boost your mood is not because it's corny. It's actually because you get dopamine. Mm. A high five feels good because your brain releases dopamine. Mm. Your brain doesn't know the difference between somebody else high-fiving you and you high-fiving you. So you get the dopamine. And then he said, do you also leave the bathroom, Mel, feeling a little pep in your step? I'm like, yeah, but isn't that because this is kind of cheesy? He's like, no, 
It's your nervous system. Yeah. Your nervous system recognizes moments of celebratory gestures, waving to somebody, crossing a finish line, your favorite team scoring, mm. hugging somebody, mm-hmm. high-fiving somebody. It's all an ar- a raised arm gesture. Yep. So your nervous system's like, oh, okay, celebration through your veins. And so that's why your energy flips up, your mood flips up, your mind and your negative just beat down turns off, and you start to actually change how you see yourself. And the only way to create that lasting change of how we see ourselves is through, of course, practices that are habitual, but through the nervous system. Correct. And I, you and I share similar history of trauma and recovery from trauma. And so we know what it's like to live in hypervigilance. We know what it's like to live in extreme anxiety, Yeah, to feel out of the body, to dissociate. And so as you begin to slowly come back into your body through, I know you practice EMDR, which I practice as well, and all the different modalities that oh, we have. Oh, and the psychedelics are incredible too. So, oh, talk to me about this. So have you done some psychedelic treatment? Yes. Oh, okay. What have you done? We did a guided MDMA okay. therapy session. Okay. Was it through, was there internal family systems happening in the session? No, IFS? because Chris and I were, we had separate intentions. I knew I wanted to go in as part of the healing of childhood trauma. And Chris wanted to address depression. Right. And so we literally had this extraordinary life-altering experience where it was six hours long, lay down, headphones on, blindfold on, and the most delicious, extraordinary playlist you've ever heard in your entire life. And as the MDMA took hold and the music began, I had a six-hour experience where I went past, present, and future through my whole life. Guided by the therapist or supported, held. Supported and held. So there were, the thing that I loved about MDMA is I've always been terrified to do ayahuasca. You and I are very similar. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not puking and purging with a bunch of strangers. Doesn't sound fun to me at all. No, no way. No. And And no offense to anyone that's out there doing it because I'm sure my listeners are. Yeah, no, it's just not for me. And I kind of feel like I already know how it would go. I would be pooping and puking everywhere. just have a miserable memory. Miserable experience. And then I would, my breakthrough would be, oh, but I could get through it. I can have myself. I don't need to see a fucking terrifying monster while I'm having diarrhea to make me feel like I can survive something. No, I would prefer a gentler, softer way. Yes. So MDMA, have you done... MDMA in terms of a guided therapy? No, I, I did MDMA when I was still using. So I'm actually celebrating 16 years of sobriety this Saturday. So does that, is that something, if you're celebrating sobriety, how does that work? It's interesting. So my therapist of over almost a decade, who is a IFS trained parts therapist, is very fascinated by the MDMA studies and all the work that's being done, yep. particularly for trauma. Yep. And has recommended it to me even as a sober person. I think that I have a lot of controversial views about this. I believe that in a therapeutic setting, a one time, maybe I think really they say it's what is it one one experience. You don't need to yeah. keep going back. I feel very hopeful that it could really relieve addicts of trauma because the reason we become addicts is because of the trauma. Yeah. So if there is a solution that has a faster, gentle, therapy guided approach. Yep. I'm for it. I'm for it. The concern I have, and this might become controversial for my listeners, but is all these kind of journeys and people, sober people now just like, you know, on their own microdosing or on their own doing these right. ayahuasca things with like fake shamans. And it that, feels like, that, a, it's, a, like it's a party. Like, it's, there's yeah, it a feels point like where a it's retreat. No, my friend says to me, there's a point when it's no longer a journey. It's a fucking party now, you know? And so you got to, if you are sober, you got to ask, get really clear with yourself. Like, like right. what is this? Yeah. If you're going to do a one time, I'm not going to lie. I'm very fascinated and interested in doing the one time MDMA guided path. I well, really let me am. let me tell you about what happened for me because I have definitely, you know, I had done MDMA back in the day, and it was nothing like this experience at all. I actually liked it. I was like 22. I really dug it. I, had I didn't boyfriend. like it that much because I was like, I'm really thirsty. I feel the wave coming. I'm really annoying on on it actually. Yeah, but I it was absolutely incredible, and I think. It's all about intention and setting and context. Yep. And 
why you're doing it. And feeling safe. And feeling safe. And then I think the integration that happens afterwards. That's the whole thing. Yes. Right. It's not like you're just taking drugs. You are being guided. And I've been um, studying IFS, internal family systems. Dick Schwartz is working with the people who are a lot of therapists to train them to do parts work while people are on these kinds of journeys. I can see how that would work. So what happened for me is, you know, we were on separate cots. And here's the thing that I loved about it. So I loved the fact that it is a heart opener and it blocks the amygdala. Yeah. Because I have been scared to do mushrooms because I'm scared of the, I've had a really bad trip in college and I'm scared of having something super scary happen. And so I really trusted the fact that if the amygdala was blocked, I would be able to visit parts of my past without having it feel overwhelming in a negative way. But in an open-hearted way. Open-hearted way. And I'll share with you about that experience. And without all the self-protector parts there in the way of it. Yes. Like, remember how I was saying, I'm having, back to the very beginning, surrendering to what's happening and allowing the beauty Mm -hmm. of it all to flow Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. instead of the Mm hypervigilance, which is where it comes from. Not allowing myself to let go in this moment of divine grace and abundance and this thing that's unfolding with the high five spreading around the world and all the tools in this book and how it's already changing people. That's hypervigilance. Yeah. That's still in my nervous system. And so what I loved is that, you know, I had one person tending to me the whole Mm. time and Chris had a person tending to him the whole time. And my gal was super cute because she's like, the women get up and dance and do their thing and the dudes tend to just lay there. And so what happened is you set an intention, we have a ceremony, you lay down, you put the headphones on and the music's really important because the music is the guide. You choose the music? No. They had a seven hour, the most incredible thing you've ever heard. Awesome. And every twist and turn in the music, I felt like I was like almost like on Space Mountain where it was dark and I'm in like a capsule and I'm kind of spinning from one thing to another and dipping in and out of my life. And the opening song opens and it's this beautiful sort of piano melodic thing. And I swear to God, I come through the clouds and there I am. And, you know, I just like thinking about it just makes me, I'm with my best friend and we're on this lake that I grew up in and it's frozen and we're ice skating. And I was fucking there. Like you could feel the wind. And I started to think, my God, my life was so beautiful. And we're laughing. And then the song changes and we spin. And I look up and there's this extraordinarily beautiful bluebird sky and, you know, huge clouds and there are kites everywhere. And then I look straight ahead and there's my mom and she's 19. And there's my dad and he's 24. And I just had this immense wave of love. Mm. They were so young. And I was so present in that moment to how alone they were because they were in the middle of Kansas in the late 60s and their families were way off on the East Coast running a big cattle farm and a family bakery. And my mom had dropped out of college and given up on everything she had wanted to have me. And she was working nights at the IRS. My dad was, they were putting him through his first year of medical school and they were just so young. And it was the first time I think that I'd ever like really got my mom. Yeah. And how much she really loves me. And we've had a a fair amount of tension because I think in many ways she feels so much pride and love for me but also feels a bit jealous. Yeah. You know, I gave up everything for you. And you've been able to create so much. Yeah. Yeah, And you don't live near me and you don't, and kind of the things that we all struggle with that I now profoundly understand because I'm now a mother of daughters. Right. And so it was so healing. And then, you know, another song plays and then I'm spinning over this property that we've bought in, in Vermont from my husband's family. And I'm seeing our daughter getting married. And I'm just having this exquisite moment of realizing how beautiful my life is. And when I was done with it, the description that I would use is I felt like it had smoothed out 
my nervous system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very- That's the goal. That's the goal. And, you know, I called my mom afterwards and I said, you know, I had this vision of a park and, you know, kites. She's like, oh, that was Kansas City. Yeah. We used to go to this park. And I have never seen a picture of this, mind you. Right, right, right. It was in my subconscious mind. Yeah. And so it, in so many ways, in one session healed and gave me so much context. And felt sense. Oh, felt sense. Yeah. I experienced it with you right here. Yeah. That you can guide yourself to the lake with the ice and your friend and you can be there. Yeah. In that peace and the felt sense of loving your mother unconditionally and care yeah. and, and just thanking her for what she did at 19. And yeah. Did you face the trauma in there? Not as much because I feel very, the trauma that I'm still dealing with isn't about being molested. It's really the after effect of it. So in terms of the kind of what people can experience with sexual abuse, what I experienced was mild. It was a one-off. It was a kid that was on top of me while I was sleeping. It was not scary. It was just like kind of confusing. But I did, it was the first experience I ever had with disassociating. Like I right. possumed and left my body. Right. I don't even remember how it ended. Right. And, I, and interestingly, for those of you that wake up and feel that something's wrong, and even as an adult, I would still wake up with the sense that I had done something wrong. That is a trauma response from your childhood, period. And whether it's that you had a parent that was mentally ill or a mom that used the silent treatment or whatever it may be, addiction in your house, chaos in your house, you would wake up and something would be wrong. But part of the human design is we don't look around and go, these adults are fucked up. We go, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. And so the residue from that experience was more about the next morning. Because the next morning I went downstairs and my mom was cooking breakfast with all the other moms. It was a big ski vacation with all these families that had come together. And it was with families we didn't know because we were new to Michigan. And my mom turned around and said, oh, hi, honey, how'd you sleep? And I remember it again, like it was yesterday. And I wanted to tell her. And I knew what my mom would do. She's a farm gal. She had a spatula in her hand. She would have beat this kid into the next week. Right, right, right. But this kid was sitting there. Uh, Yeah. And I froze. And then I lied. And I said, I slept fine. Mm. And that locked a coping mechanism into my nervous system and brain because of the hyper intensity of that moment. Yep. And for the next, I'd say, 30 years, whenever I was concerned about what somebody's reaction would be, I would like have a moment of freeze and I would just make it okay for them. And I would lie. Very I did familiar. it forever. Yeah. And so that was more of the trauma residue for right. me is really catching myself and turning off the response to make it okay for everybody else. Right. And just making it okay for me. Right. Can we talk about underwear for a second? Shopping for underwear has been a struggle for me. I'm so over buying cute underwear that look great in stores or look cute online, but they're really uncomfortable. And the ones that are comfortable, well, let's face it, they're just not that cute. But now that I have found Parade, I have the best of both worlds. I was seeing Parade all over Instagram and I had to give it a try. So I'm really glad that they did. Parade is all about championing self-expression, exclusivity, and diversity. They want everyone to feel comfortable and confident. All Parade underwear is super affordable and so insanely comfortable that you literally forget you're wearing underwear. And sizes range from extra small to triple extra large. Parade has something for everybody. You name a size, a style, or a color, and Parade has it. I'm super into the high-rise boy short, which is so comfortable. It's high-waisted and covers it all, but looks super cute on. It gives the feeling of a gentle hug around your body without any uncomfortable pinching or digging. The crocodile green is my favorite color for the moment. I love that they also launch a super fun limited edition collection from seasonal prints to more neutral shades. Parade uses recycled fabrics, biodegradable packaging, and is on the road to carbon positivity. They also donate 1% of all sales to causes I personally can choose from, like reproductive rights, racial equality, and LGBTQ communities. Upgrade your underwear drawer like I did with Parade. Head to yourparade.com slash Gabby and use code Gabby to get 20% off your first order. That's yourparade.com 
Y-O-U-R-P-A-R-A-D-E.com slash G-A-B-B-Y, code G-A-B-B-Y, for 20% off your first order. Yourparade.com slash Gabby, code Gabby. I think that that is often the way that we would resolve a trauma for a child at a young age is to have the proper care, but often the kid doesn't have enough strength or inner life experience, experience or support or any of it to even speak up. Right. Yeah. There's, and then of course there's the moments where we dissociate in my case, just dissociate so much that we forget. Well, I have no memories literally from zero. like 35 zero. back. Me too. I, I don't remember anything from my childhood. And I always had these imprinted memories of, you know, mm. different pieces of the trauma or the mm-hmm. bedroom. And I'm starting to put it all back together. And when I was 36, I remembered, you know, it's just recalled what, but you're, you, I always knew, but I didn't know. I knew something was wrong. I didn't know what. And right. it wasn't until I was sitting in like a life improvement seminar when I was, I think, 28. And somebody stood up and told a story and they talked about how they had forgiven their abuser hmm. and forgiven their parents for hiring this abuser to babysit but they realized they were harboring all of this resentment toward their little sister because it didn't happen yep. to them. Yep. And when they said that, it triggered the memory of being in that bed in the fourth grade. And as I woke up from being sound asleep to this kid between my legs and I went to possum to the right, I realized my baby brother was sleeping in the bunk bed to the right. And I thought to myself, you need to be quiet so this kid doesn't hurt him. Mm. And that was what made the whole memory come from the subconscious to the prefrontal cortex and into my conscious mind. So between EMDR therapy, the guided MDMA, and this tool also in this book that I call high-fiving my heart, which I use constantly, which is also tremendously effective. And I know you have something very similar, but you just put your hands right on the center of your chest and you take a deep breath and you just say to yourself, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm loved. And by putting your hands on your chest right here, you of course are toning your vagus nerve, which is a treasure as you talk about in your body. And it's an on-off switch. It flips off the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, and flips back on parasympathetic, resting, grounded, smooth nervous system. The heart hold actually is something that was really a huge technique that saved me when I first remembered. What did you call it? The heart hold, yeah. Heart hold? It's a a jiu-jitsu hold, I believe. And it's the right hand to the heart, the left hand to the belly, and then there's the head hold. And these are for creating safety. And exactly like you said, just stimulating the vagus nerve and allowing the nervous system to settle. I used that a lot when I first remembered the trauma from my childhood because I was thrown back into it. Mm. So walking around just totally screwed, just living in that moment, living in that panic and was doing everything I could to try to get through the day and was guided to a beautiful body healer and, and did some work with the heart holds. And that was very powerful for me and affirming I am safe, I am safe, I am safe. It really is a centering tool. I want to ask you, and this is something that we've spoken about. Do you think that your experience with antidepressants did serve you for the period that you used them and was in conjunction with any therapy or was there a support system when you were on the meds? So I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety probably 23, 24. AKA trauma, but yes. Yeah, so it's just trauma. But But it is is real anxiety as a result of this trauma. Yeah, Zoloft was life-saving. Absolutely life-saving. It was life-saving for me. It was life-saving for our son. I have another daughter that struggles with anxiety. It's been life-saving for her because what it does is it, if you find the proper medication, it can give you a ladder to climb out of a hole that you're in. Yes, amen. Period. And so I took it for almost three decades and I went on to take it until I was 45 years old. And it was when I started using the five-second rule for all kinds of things that I also started to use it to interrupt thoughts. And so I got off uh, Zoloft with my doctors, whatever. And Were you okay getting off? You just really slowly titrated off? Just slowly, yeah, titrated But you off. also had changed your brain. You know, you, oh, you, thousand percent. You told your nervous system a new story. You, Completely. You know, I mean, there's such magic to that period of time. Completely. Right. Completely. And I... I can't believe sitting here today how long I sat and tortured myself all day long 
I can't believe sitting here today how I would look in the mirror since I was probably eight years old and see somebody I hated. I can't believe how long I have lived inside a body with a dysregulated nervous system. And I, now that I'm on the other side of it and I see how quickly simple interventions actually can help you heal your nervous system Mm -hmm. and can reset the patterns in your mind around how you talk to yourself, how you see yourself, how you treat yourself. It's stunning. It's one of the reasons why I'm so fucking passionate about talking about these tools because they work. And, you know, I think when you're trapped in your mind or you're in a body that you're constantly leaving or feeling on edge in or jittery in or like triggered in, like I was the kind of mom that was constantly like, ah, at the kids because I wasn't in control of my own nervous system. And when you learn that you can start your day and high five the mirror and it kicks the critic out of your head and teaches you at a neurological level, teaches your brain how to make it a habit to love and support and empower yourself, that's incredible. When you do what Gabby and I are talking about with your heart and when the second you feel like you're out of your body or you're on edge and you just come back to your heart and you remind yourself that you're safe, that you're loved, that you're okay, if you can say those things or hear them in your head, you are those things in that moment. Yeah. We had a woman write to us from a domestic violence shelter Mm. who had tremendous trauma. She said from the age of 13 to 14, she just escaped a five-year violent relationship. She's in a domestic violence shelter. She has to rebuild her whole life. She's got trauma to heal. And she said, high-fiving herself in the mirror and this high-five to the heart and repeating those sentences every morning has taught her something she never knew. And that is that she can have her own back, Mm. that she can be the one that rescues her. That's right. And that is extraordinary. I have to share that, that my own personal experience, for me, it's come through obviously a series of modalities and trauma recovery and spiritual practice. And, but, but now most particularly with being a student and, and having practiced IFS, the connection to self energy, and you're calling it soul, that connection to that self energy is the most heart opening relationship I've ever had, I don't feel unsafe because I know I'm there. Mm-hmm. I know Gabby's there. Mm-hmm. I know that my resource adult self is right there. Yeah. The things that used to just send me through the roof, I can speak to. I can speak to the protective parts of me. I can speak yeah. to the exiled parts of me. and it's the same thing that you're saying. It's developing a reliant relationship on your most reliable source, which is you. Yeah. And it takes all the pressure off of everyone else. And it allows you to really, that is probably the most soothing to your nervous system to sit in that, to be in the seat of knowing I've got my back. Yeah. One of the things that I want to do with you today as my sister in this room. Yeah. And and I've sat in your seat eight times now of that position of feeling, this is so big. Am I worthy of this? This is just so, so much. People are relying on me. My publishers are relying on me. My readers are relying on me. The pressure of that. I want to give you this moment of just really being in self with you. And maybe we can just like, I just want to give it to you. I just, want to, I just want you to just take it in. I want to close your eyes and I'll close my eyes. And I'm just going to let whatever needs to come through. But just place your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your belly. And I just want you to hold yourself in all that you have been through. And all that you have overcome. All that you've forgiven. And all that you've shown up for. And to really take into this moment the divine gifts that God brought you here to bring to the world. Just let yourself feel into that. 
see yourself on that ice skating lake with your friend and just see that innocence and see that joy and see that playfulness. We're going to invoke that playfulness now, that joy of that young girl to come forward and to just carry you through the rest of this launch, which will be so many days and nights of talking about the book and, and teaching people and just to give you that, that innocence to be the energy that carries you through this journey. And to most importantly, remind yourself, I'm awesome. I did good. I did good and I'm worthy of this. Now visualize yourself giving yourself a really big fucking high five right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's interesting that, thank you for that. I just felt so strongly because I know the feeling of just not taking it in. Mm, Rushing past it. And it feeling like it's so big that you can't even fully embrace the magnitude it's very easy to push past it. It's very easy to just be like, oh, well, this is just what I do and this is how I do it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I really want you to consider just like keep coming back to your high five. Just really say you're, I'm worthy of this because you are. I love what you said about self-energy because one of the cool things about when somebody else high fives you, like if you've ever been on a road race or a walkathon, the best part of it is the strangers who high five you, who transfer their energy. Mm. Mm-hmm. to yours. It's a mm-hmm. real connection. Totally. Builds trust, builds partnership. The high five in the mirror is a way to actually experience that connection to self and that self energy. That's right. That's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. Yeah. We're meeting the same energetic state just in different routes. And I'm just going to amplify my route by high-fiving myself because it's so profound to look in the mirror today and say, I really love who I am. Yeah. And I'm really proud of who I am. And yeah. I am proud of everything that she did to get to this place. And it's just truly, it's truly mind-blowing. It is. And I want to make sure that, and I know you know this too, that, you know, if you're not in that place, the only way you're going to get there is by high-fiving yourself forward to it. hmm that you need to encourage, support, and celebrate yourself every single step of the way. Small right actions. That is what why everything that you teach is so supportive and creates so much momentum in the world because it's small actions that we can do without a decade of therapy, without we can do it every day on right. our own. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm Thank you so excited about this book. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm so excited I got to be with you Mm. on the day that it was born into the world. I really want to hold people in the magnitude of what that means. And also just, it's out there, it's skyrocketing. Everyone's going to go get their copy. And Mel, I just, I'm really happy that we broke the seal because you are definitely a sister that I want to know for a long time. Me too. And to stay super connected to you. And we will. Thank you, sister. (gasps) High five! Yes, high five. Ah! Well, that does feel good, right? It really feels good. Yeah, it feels great. <laughs> amazing. You so You're so amazing. Beautiful. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience at this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Gabby.